0: Transcending the veil. Yeah, before we were talking about entrepreneurship and sort of my argument how it really is a a byproduct on your path of self-discovery, finding yourself. Um and now in the meantime you, you've watched an interview or started watching an interview um of of a person that you have quoted before. Yeah. Uh and I find that aspect quite interesting. So can can you explain again what, what sort of his viewpoint is? And I think we can integrate that into our discussion.
1: Yeah, sure. <clears throat> well, Bruce Lipton is, uh, let's call him a neuroscientist. He is studying the consciousness. And from what I have heard so far is that from when we are born 3 months prior to we are born our consciousness or whatever picks up starts picking up the environment so our brain is in a, is in a recording state 3 months before we are born up until the age of 7 so we are recording everything our conscious mind is not there at all so our it is essentially
0: a phase of external Conditioning that we exactly. are open to, right? Okay, yeah. Exactly.
1: So all all our behavior, all our programs, is stored there in the subconscious mind, and only according to um, neurobiology, the the front part of our brain is where our conscious mind is located. All the rest is in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. So in in this perspective, um we are recording up until the age of seven or thereabout, we are in the theta brainwave state, which is also the same as hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And when we don't have any conscious mind in, in that period of time, we don't question things. Okay. So we absorb everything, all the dysfunctions, all the good things, all the bad things that we see From the school, from our parents, especially parents We pick that up and it becomes part of our programming And then he argues, uh, Bruce Lipton, that we are not aware of it ourselves So this plays out every day of our lives Until we get become conscious of these kind of programs And our closest friends can see our programs, but we cannot see them ourselves. We can see all the destructive behavior, we can see all the dysfunctions, we can see uh, um, your best friend behaves exactly as his father did, because you know both of them. And you can see it, but he can't. Mm -hmm. And this is really interesting to me, because how do we change that? Now we talked about entrepreneurship before and and uh, you were hinting at a mindset shift, and I really like that. And, and how is this related to what I just heard Bruce explain? Well, the mindset of scarcity that, that we also discussed was um, became very apparent when when I, I talked to you. And that is something according to this kind of, kind of uh, quantum uh, physics that it is based on consciousness it's based on the programs that is there on the hard drive so the interesting is, question in other words is due to external conditioning right yes, which which yes. formulate into programs yeah okay yes yeah, yeah interesting so, so yeah i find that very interesting because how do you change that and this is where and this is where self awareness come into play again mm. like learning that <clears throat> first of all having the knowledge that as he said that only 5% of our day we are conscious the rest is just pure programming playing out yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. that is fascinating because it is sort of the in a sense I feel the analytical approach to what we've been discussing intuitively in the previous recording Mm -hmm. because yeah for me I it wasn't clear where our discussion was going from uh, like in the beginning i had no idea where we we're going to end up because i said it, it needs to be a d- discussion between us to see how how we formulate this whatever we yeah. want to talk about and now reflecting on what we have talked about and now what you're telling me about bruce lipton it's kind of he is more the yeah the scientific approach but saying on the baseline exactly what we've been telling about or talking about just from a very Sort of life experience perspective on on the path that we are both on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very <clears> fascinating. <throat> so, so the, the short, short um, sort of insight is well for everyone out there. Have a look at Bruce Lipton, what he's teaching, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, <laughs> yeah, that, there's one that might be very interesting. Has he got a TED Talk or something?
1: Um, I don't know, but there are several uh, YouTube's on. Uh, uh, on, on his, uh, well, you can search for him on YouTube, and you can find a lot.
0: Yeah. The
1: one that that I've found so far is a one-hour interview uh, with the title, "The Matrix uh, is a documentary." All right. And why um. why does he say that? Um, he says that the Matrix shows that <coughs> um, the Matrix, the movie, the Matrix shows that. We are living in in a world that is living out programs, living out subconscious mm. um, and the next part is, um where he started discussing how can we change this? how are we able to be how we, how can we consciously change this um but Look, yeah has has he got any
0: insight onto yes. how yes oh that is now fascinating all right I'm, I'm listening now
1: tell me yeah yeah Because he started talking how can how can you change this and then he started talking about the honeymoon effect yeah I heard about yeah tell me yeah uh, so he uses he has been together with his wife for 28 29 years and before they got into the the relationship both of them knew about the subconscious and how the subconscious mind works so they stopped arguing, or they didn't even argue, because both of them were able to, to stop each other when they were saying something that was not supporting them. So they would stop each other consciously and say, well, you said this, but I believe that is not you. Do you want to change it? And then they changed it.
0: That is a very conscious approach, right? And also means that you need to be conscious in these situations. Exactly. Which I have to say I find extremely difficult. Because yeah. I I know that I most of the time don't act in a conscious manner. Because I, I run my programs. I run due to how I behave as my personality has been shaped and very little. And, and I catch myself when I observe a situation that I, that I am in from a third person perspective. And that for me is a being very conscious because I see what how I interact what is happening. And I can consciously decide in which direction I want to go in, in this situation. And in an argument or in a discussion to be aware about these trigger points or pitfalls I mean that is very interesting that they achieve this that they are capable of this because you can you can talk about it intellectually how you want to you know behave in certain situations but you fall naturally into your patterns and to stay conscious in these whatever situations I mean that is tricky for me the part is how to trigger yourself staying conscious that That would be my question after
1: this. yeah <clears throat> Well, um, two things. Um, he found out um, as part of the the research of the studies that he did on consciousness that um, your life can change in 24 hours entirely.
0: And without, then, he, he has, he <laughs> without he has psilocybin
1: the, and ayahuasca. <laughs> without any psychedelics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, that that is getting interesting. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and and the way that he talks, he he, himself, he, uh, he asks himself questions like, "Why do I say that?" And then he answered afterwards. Um, so he says, "Your life can change in twenty-four hours when you fall in love." Yeah. Very true. when you fall yeah. in love your life changes in 24 hours and what happens when you are in love you are conscious you are um, focusing on the other the partner, the future partner you want to get to know each other you are conscious, you are present mm-hmm. and this is the key word presence, staying in the moment staying in
0: the presence
1: yeah. yes yeah. because as soon as you don't do that you are thinking true and and thinking is the subcom- so the subconscious mind uh, the conscious yeah. the conscious <laughs> mind is creative it has desires it has wishes but you only use that 5% hmm. right so i find this very intriguing and and how how can i apply this to my how can i apply this understanding to my own life that's i'm um, that i'm curious about
0: What I'm triggered by is already the, or the inside, what comes out of this is that thinking is your subconscious. And that is a very interesting viewpoint, which I wasn't familiar with, or I haven't heard of before, because I thought thinking is conscious. Yeah. And that, that is a
1: very interesting differentiation yeah especially coming from very analytical people right both of us are like <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah 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 but
0: i don't want to take it as fact straight away but i want to entertain the idea and I, obviously in my my mind is currently racing through adamant any scenarios in my life and assessing that scenario under thinking being subconscious being in the pattern of your conditioning yeah. and that for me makes a lot of sense to to think according to the patterns of your conditioning and then I'd say or I would conclude, yeah he's got a fair point there which is very interesting which will start a process within me I can say that already <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I want to dive into what he has to say but it, it gives some very interesting perspectives now and being only... And, and that makes sense with this statement of you're only conscious 5% during the day. That makes now a lot of sense, because when, when you start with this statement, it's kind of, uh, you, you know, what, what is this big statement again? Uh, um, now it makes sense, and that is getting interesting now. Um, but what has he got to say about consciousness? Because we were alluding to that, you know, we we often talk about this, you know, the non-physicality soul and how things may interact due to knowledge through whatever information we we currently have around us, Um, but how does he
1: describe consciousness and the original thought? That is a good question. Um, I'm only myself starting to dive into quantum physics. And according to him quantum physics is the most accurate description of what is going on in our reality he talks about uh, us being victims when we are not successful when we are feeling down and we're pointing fingers that is our um, that is our programming playing out in real life so what he says is become more aware become more conscious because you are the creator you are the creator of your own misfortune you are the creator of your own success Mm -hmm. and he goes into um, discussing well there's a concept of energy non-physicality and then we have matter on the other hand how do they relate because in our upbringing in our school time in all our indoctrination and all that we are taught that they are two separate things yeah huh? right it's actually the same and quantum physics states this mm-hmm. matter is built up of made up of atoms and then you know what are atoms and all that essentially is energy Mm. We are expressing. Uh, we are, our physical body is an expression of our, of uh, of energy. Right? Yeah,
0: but for for me, this this is exactly sort of where I I personally have a bit of a problem with, because, right? Is when when you go into the spiritual world, then. People say, oh, you know, everything is sort of answered by quantum physics that, yeah, we've got matter and it's just an expression of energy. And if you look into matter, there's nothing, you know, there's a lot of space and it's just energy. And um, but for me, what is missing is the practical examples, right? From there, there are, um, there have been explorations or studies in the field of very high frequency where they started to manipulate matter, right? where, where they can fuse wood with metal. Right? Mm-hmm. It is not burning but is fused because they excite the molecules or that field with such a high frequency or vibration that the atomic structure is disintegrating and you can fuse different objects together or you can levitate objects, right? You you know, that is probably a bit more well-known. So so that for me is a a practical example of how energy and matter is directly related. But for me, it's always a bit tricky, you know. Oh, we now have this understanding of, right, energy and matter is uh, linked, and it is just energy in the end, and that's why all of this frequency healing works and so on. And I think... Yeah,
1: but there is something missing for me. Think. Exactly. You think. You're going back to your programming. Mm, Okay. Right. So you have a program saying, this can't be true, it can't be that simple. That is a very good point. Yeah. It
0: is, um, yes, I'm thinking according to my conditioning. Because from a different perspective, this irrationality is, I would argue doesn't make sense. Yeah, that, that is true. If you live under a different conditioning, yes. Um, yet, I'd like to see a bit more steps in between. You know, the, the, the guiding path out of, for example, when you live in a physical three-dimensional world and approach it with a very rational, logical mind, Obviously, driven by your conditioning of how you, how you, yeah, how you think. To just say then the far-reaching statement of right, everything is energy and frequency, and it just manifests and vibrates in a certain way, and this is why we see it. And if it would be vibrating in a different way, we, we might not be able to see it, and that is probably what happens with the, yeah, different dimensions and uh, um, universes and so on. Um, But, you know, there there is this apparent phenomena that which I find interesting, and this is kind of the the breadcrumbs that I'm looking for onto going into this statement where we say everything is energy, is, for example, the fact that when we observe particles, some particles, and I forgot the names of which they are, but some particles under observation, you cannot constantly observe. You can observe them for a split second, and for a split second, not. And the apparent argument is that they are present in our reality for a time period, which is very short. And then afterwards, they are present in a different reality. Right? So it is, again, frequency in, in different realities. And that, for me, is you know starting to be physical explanations of right there is more than just what we currently perceive and you can start to measure it physically and this for me is a very interesting approach there with the physical measurement you start to get at the edge of physicality and then it obviously we are very afraid in the physical world of arguing right there's there are things beyond physicality um, but it alludes to that fact. And that is, for me, these breadcrumbs, that is what I'm looking for, because then I can satisfy my conditioned mind to go beyond that. Because it is very tricky. And that is kind of what what we were talking about before. Because obviously you're asking that question from a capitalistic viewpoint, right? How do we do that? I, I I need to get my bread at the end of the day, otherwise I can't eat. right? And then I, I come around with this... Uh, Irrational argument of saying, no, you know, trust in yourself, you know, feel your energy and just do what you feel is right. And then you will get the bread through any means. And it is probably not through the means that you are thinking about rationally. Mm, mm. So I was arguing already with a very non-logical way, right? Which is explained through energy again. Um, So yet I still need to satisfy my mind in the same way. And yeah, I, I, I have the same problem, right? I, I also look at my money and I, I see my runway when it is running out. And, mm-hmm. But I also see how money is coming in, but rationally I cannot explain it. And yet my mind is there. And the, the, the basic training, what I really do, is try to use my mind as a tool. Because I, I can already state that I know I have lived my life guided by my mind in the past that is how i've lived my life and now i'm trying to switch from my mind into and that gets a bit tricky how to phrase it is it led by my heart is it led by my gut is it you know that that sort of life force energy and it is a combination of many things so some people resonate with gut feeling or with a heart um And I sort of, that is what I've observed in my life, is really making the switch of having my life led by my mind or by my gut feeling. And that is then, we're talking essentially about the energy again.